Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. And welcome to For Future Considerations podcast episode number 69. (laughs) Boys, joining us here, Manny, John, get the jokes out now because we're going to have a serious episode here. There's no laughing. We're talking a lot of important stuff. Make your best 69 jokes right now. Fellas, how you doing? Is it? We can't make any more jokes than we did in the two shows last week where, A, we fell off the rails in the debate show. (laughs) Yeah. And then the conversation that we had before and after Jaden was on in the OT. <laughs> we tackled some serious issues with Jaden and then Yeah. And then yeah. We're completely Ooh, juvenile. Completely. And don't expect that to be any different today. Yeah, Thanks it's again be the same for thing. joining us. Episode 69 boys, how are we doing today? How's the uh, well, let's not even get into it yet. Biggest news in possibly for future considerations podcast history, John, Manny's got a pool now. <laughs> so yes. the pool is open. What that means for us is we are, the three of us, going to record it poolside live all summer next year. It's already been announced. It's been released on our Twitter page. Rashad, you're going to make the drive from Markdale once a week, record the show for half an hour, and then jump in the pool and then head home. That's all right. A good 10-hour yeah, round trip. I already no talked problem. to Jill. Everything's ironed out. She says, if you want to stay an extra couple days, you're more than welcome to. She said she was coming to cook a turkey. Oh, yes. Yeah. There we go. Right? She'll feed us, and then we jump in the pool. Uh-huh. And we still will have a level of immaturity that will be unmatched oh. by anyone in the podcast world. For sure. I'm assuming that's why you got Pabst Blue Ribbon uh, painted on the bottom of the pool that you've already got it sponsored. Is that, is that why that's there? Yeah. Okay. Even have a pat. It's because there's the same amount of alcohol in the pool as there is in Pat's yeah. Blue Ribbon. Is there any, uh, any, any chlorine in this? No, barley. <laughs> Don't worry. It'll clear that rash right up, boys. <laughs> oh. I think he's got the fountain of youth happening uh, in here. That'd be something. Ah, uh, the kids were in it. Yeah, all weekend. Yeah, thank you again. You let let, let uh, my little ones come over and enjoy that. That was great. We had a we had a blast. And we will keep it open because uh, they can't close it yet because uh, the cover that I ordered is still not in. It's okay. back ordered, just like everything else. Yeah, everything is else back ordered. Yeah. So the pool's going to be open for a few more weeks, John. There really. We go. Yeah, that cover's going to arrive yeah. in May. <laughs> Come on down. Relax, pools and spas. A big shout out to them. They did a great job installing. And while you're here, John, you can help me landscape the yard because it's a mud pit right now. So. 
It'll look really bad, man. He's been trying to get me down there for five years, and I show up one week after the pool gets put And in. after the landscaping's Let's, done. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, don't worry about the pool. It's the landscaping that yeah. uh, when when uh, when uh, <laughs> Manny and the, and the missus post pictures on their, their Instagram and uh, everything looks done, that's when John's going to go across to the table at his kitchen and say, hey, I think it's time we head down and yeah. visit Manny, isn't it? Don't you think? Looks like the yard is completely done. We don't have to do a thing when we get down and visit <laughs> so like you john so like you that's right but good times to be had in the future at the for people for sure well wow, that's that's yeah. great it's a it's a great job they did a real good job so um guys uh i know a lot of people commented on our shows last week our two shows last week including our interview with Jaden Lindo on the OT. Great conversation about the challenges facing hockey players of color in different cultures. And Jaden also talked about his new role with the NHL's Pittsburgh Penguins. So really excited for him. And I heard from many former Owen Sound Attack players and staff members who loved the interview. So guys, thanks. Thanks for the feedback. Uh, And we're going to get a few of those guys on the show too. I just wanted to mention something quick about uh, the interview with Jaden Lindo. I felt bad because I did something that an interviewer should never do. I had my next question ready and I didn't listen to one of his answers. He was about to tell us uh, probably a good story about how he scored his first goal. And he said, I even remember how it all went down. And then I went to the next question and I didn't hear him. So next time we get him on, we got to get him to tell us the uh, the first goal story. Because I think it was probably going to be. What do you think the story was, John? (laughs) You you tell the story for him right now, and then when we have him on again, we'll uh, we'll, we'll confirm. Was Ooh. it a game winner? Was it an he, OT? Uh, Was it uh, you know against uh, his his college room or his college room at his high school uh, uh, buddy or something like that? He walked around two defenders, Ooh. went skate up to yep. the stick, forehand backhand, and oh, then roofed oh, it. Sick, sick goal, <laughs> Jaden Lindo to win it. Yeah. In London. <laughs> I think it was in Windsor. Oh, you know what he's going to do? Yeah. He'll be like, I opened my eyes and it was in the <laughs> yeah. net. Some guys do it after bounced I off my that. ass on a shot from the point and uh, <laughs> one on the board for me, boys. <laughs> it doesn't matter how you scored. It's how you remember it after that's, the fact. That's right. right. How many that's times right. that story has evolved yeah. is, is the most important part. Uh, some great conversations uh, with, with Jaden and uh, a number of our guests. So feel free to go back in the in the history, in the old time capsule of uh, for future considerations and, and pull some of those great interviews out there. And then while you're at it, join the debate as well. Uh, we're always posting videos and stuff of uh, Manny getting ground uh, grinded on at a bar. And oh, no. <laughs> Oh, wait, that was Urban Meyer. Never mind. Uh, so you can comment on that story. Any of the other stuff that uh, that we would see. Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. And for future considerations on Facebook as well, if it's working. And we have plenty to debate tonight, too, from uh, football to hockey to baseball. And uh, we'll start this episode by looking at the Major League Baseball playoffs. Line drive. The New York Yankees and Boston Red Sox made the American League postseason, crushing the hopes of fans of the Toronto Blue Jays and the Mariners, who were oh so close. So, a question first from listener John in Etobicoke. Would you consider the Jays' season a disappointment for not making the playoffs? John, you must be in the GTA far too long. It's time to get out and clear your head, John. (laughs) This is John in Etobicoke, this no John, John Eto- well, no yeah, Markdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. The, the Markdale media might be the same thing. 
if if someone in Toronto, in the media of Toronto, a friend of yours, the person that lives across the street from you, if someone is trying to convince you that a 90-91 win season that goes down to the last game of the year with a brand new youth where you're on the rise and, and coming through and this is your first big year back, if someone is telling you that this is a disappointment, you need to cut this person out of your life. This is a great year for the Toronto Blue Jays. They should be very happy with how that year went. Yes, they had some games in there where they were playing the Minnesotas and the Baltimores of the world and probably should have won those games and we did see that roller coaster that seems to be the the Blue Jays in their their history. Yes, it's a disappointment that they did not get in when they had that basically that position in their hands going into a series against the Yankees and then playing a, a weak Baltimore team. But you're crazy to think that that season is a disappointment, right, guys? John? I I agree, especially when you remember that they played in three different places this year and two of them weren't their home stadium. And being really on the road, I would say on the road, for that much of the season and to have such a successful year anyway, that is something to be pretty proud of. It's disappointing right now, but when people look back on this season and hopefully the seasons to come that will build off of this season, I think they'll see this year as a real turning point in a positive direction for the Jays. Ooh, a turning point. In a positive direction. What happened to the John Rashad we know and love? This is like optimistic, John. Are we living in... Well, I knew they were going to miss the playoffs. Manny gets in a bizarre world here. What's going on? Manny gets a pool and Rashad does his first episode high. This is cra- episode 69. I tell you, this is crazy. What's going on here? Listen, I hear all that. The fact that they played in three different cities cannot, I, I think, is underestimated. For sure. Like, these guys played in three different cities this year and yep. still were that close to a playoff. You have... Uh, a Cy Young contender. You have an MVP contender. You have probably four guys who will win S- Silver Slugger awards mm-hmm. this year. Yet I still think it's a disappointing season, guys. Oh. Because are you going to get that same production from your next second baseman? Because it won't be Marcus Simeon. Mm-hmm. Are you are you going to get 43 home runs from your next second baseman? Likely not. Do you think Robbie Ray is going to continue to have a Cy Young career, I have my doubts that he will continue to perform at that level. And he may not even do it in a Blue Jays uniform mm-hmm. because he's a free agent. Same with Simeon. Will Vladdy hit another 48 home runs next year? He's young enough. He's he's the first player in MLB history, 22 or younger, to hit that many home runs. Mm-hmm. So maybe his future looks bright. There's still some holes in this Blue Jays lineup that I don't know if they can make it again next year because the Tampa Bay Rays will still be pretty good. The Yankees will still be pretty good. The Boston Red Sox weren't to be weren't supposed to be this good this year and they were really good and they have some young pieces as well. So I don't think it's going to get any easier for the Blue Jays. I think when you're this close to the finish line and you can't finish, I think it's a disappointment. I, I see where you're coming from, and I, I get that from those two players specifically. And, and yes, neither of them, I, I think, is going to be back. Uh, I don't think Mark and Simeon comes back. I don't think Robbie Ray comes back. Uh, and I don't think either of those players are going to be what they were this year, for sure. 
The disappointment for me, if you're going to pick out a disappointment, is these losses against the Minnesotas and and the Kansas Cities. And you know, like you can look at any series that you want. It, it did a series where you lost two out of three in July really make a difference? I don't believe that. But I don't see how when you have this accumulation of guys that come through here and you win 91 games and you're just in a bad division, how can you be disappointed? Now, am I concerned about the Blue Jays' future, that this could be the the top of the mountain? A little bit, based on what they end up doing with free agency, because you know I don't think Ryu is uh, an ace that's going to win you a pennant. Um, Marcus Simeon, I don't think is that great. And I look at this from a, a Tigers perspective with both of those guys going on the, the market. Uh, do I think or would I want the Tigers to sign either of those players? Absolutely not. So there, there's going to be a lot of money that, that frees up there and whether the Blue Jays can make a, a difference uh, and, and grab a second baseman that, sure, he's not going to hit 44 home runs, second baseman, don't do that. But could he be a little bit better defensively? Could you spend the money on your weak point, which is the back of your rotation and your bullpen to offset losing some of that offense? We'll see how they end up spending their money. And I don't think you can consider a 91-game season with a bunch of kids and a couple of surprise uh, breakout stars finishing on the last game of the season as a disappointment for that particular year. It would be if you were the, the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'd be disappointed with the way they're standing, that they've got to play one game to get in. Yeah, you win 100 games. and I think the Dodgers season is more disappointing than the Blue Jays season. The Dodgers season, if they are eliminated, would be a disappointment um, because they have to play in that one game. Yeah. Um, but they still finished with the second most wins. Sure. Right? In the, in the National League that way. I just think when you're this close, I, I know I said it before in the previous podcast, it's just like a Toronto team to screw around with their fans, mm-hmm. right? To get them oh so close and then pull the rug from underneath them. The Leafs were up 3-1 against the Habs and yep. they lose. Uh, the Jays were in a playoff position heading into the final two weeks and they blew it, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, it's such a Toronto thing to do. I just think when you're this close, you got to get to the finish line and cross the finish line. In this case, they didn't. And now let's talk about the baseball postseason. Uh, what are you most looking forward to? Who will make it and who will win the World Series? Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing... You know, some of the rivalry series that we have going on here, like it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter who won the wild card in the American League Tuesday night. They have to face an AL East division leading Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Like I think Houston and the White Sox is a really good series. The Dodgers, if they beat St. Louis in the wild card on Wednesday, they have to face their division foe in San Francisco, sure. which which is another great rivalry there mm-hmm. in California. So I'm really looking forward to those rivalry series um, in the baseball postseason. I'm interested to see if the Dodgers do get eliminated after winning a 106 games in a one-game For playoff. Sure. And the chaos that that will cause Absolutely. in the baseball world, because you're going to hear from people. Heck, I've heard it already going, why are the Red Sox and Yankees playing a one-game playoff? It should be a three-game series. Like, if the Dodgers lose in the wild card, everybody's going to go, the wild card should be a best-of-three series, right? It's going to cause of a bunch of chaos. 
Uh, I, I was literally going to say that as uh, one of the things that I was looking forward to is it's a shame these wildcard games are just single games because they'd both make good series. Yeah, fair enough. I, I mean, we've already got World Series games scheduled in November, so I don't think <laughs> adding more games is the solution to any of this. Um, you know, it's, I think we maybe shorten it a little bit on the front end, uh, but, uh, but no, I, I agree with Manny. I think the, the opening round seasons are very entertaining. Uh, I think there's storylines for even uh, for all of them. Even, you know, when you get into the, the Braves and Brewers matchups, you know, the, the former World Series uh, matchup of the, the White Sox and the Astros and to see where, where that ends up going. Uh, I think every series is is pretty, pretty entertaining uh, in its own right. So it'd be interesting interesting to see how these uh, these first wildcard games go and, and how they, they lay out for the first round. I, I said the White Sox and the Dodgers would get there mm-hmm. way back mm-hmm. when the season started, guys. You can roll the taper shot. So I'm going to stick to that. Okay. Although I'm not very confident in the White Sox right now. Okay. Their injuries to their starting rotation, like Lance Lynn is a Rodon. Mm-hmm. They're all banged up a little mm-hmm. bit. Houston looked pretty good down the stretch, so um, I'm a little bit nervous about that White Sox pick. Well, that's fair. I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> really? I think I was, weren't the Pirates in it? Didn't I, didn't I make a prediction about the Pirates at some point? I think you said they were going to be the worst team and get the first overall pick. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it was. No, I mean, I, I think uh, if, if I'm going to pick a, a World Series um matchup right now I always in the playoffs I always go to pitching um, I look at the the players that uh, or the the bullpen um, teams records after seven innings um, those types of things if I'm going to evaluate a team in the playoffs the one team I don't I still don't believe it and I'm I think I'm like everybody else but I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the wave just like anybody I ain't uh, any hot takes here I'm gonna take the two best teams from each league and say we're gonna have an Evan Longoria World Series and the Tampa Bay Rays are gonna face the San Francisco Giants San Francisco I don't know how they're doing it I but don't either man I don't Kevin get Gossman it. Logan Webb yeah like they're and then uh, who's the other guy that's in their rotation that's uh a name that's all the DC Afonte or something like that oh, or yeah, whoever yeah. he is that uh he, he, he's no good either so I don't know where they're where they're doing it from the offense is fine uh but it's it's pitching and I think the Rays are the same thing I think that those two teams played each other in the World Series I think the first team to three is going to win those games uh, I don't think there's a ton of offense in in either of those those lineups outside of the big names that we would know but it, to me pitching is is what's going to win it and if San Francisco doesn't get to the World Series it's because their pitching just fell apart yeah, uh, I, I totally agree with that. Didn't you have a great stat, too, before we recorded the pod about the teams that made the playoffs? Yeah, great point, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, was, uh, I was just going through some numbers when we got into this here. And, uh, and yeah, the, of the last 30 days of the Major League Baseball season, the top nine team ERAs, eight of those teams made the playoffs. The other one was the Detroit Tigers. Future looks bright for Detroit. They gotta go get a veteran starter now. That's what Al's saying. Rashad, I'm holding cue cards up here for Matt so he can remember what he wanted to talk about <laughs> on the podcast here. Rashad. Matt, what was that what was that awesome thing you said right before we started recording? You know what, John, I'm glad you brought that. <laughs> you had said there was gonna be a transition you wanted to drop somewhere. Where was that? Oh, John, it's right now, actually. Thanks so much for John, who's your World here. Series pick? 
Ooh, I think I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Oh, I yeah, I like it. I like the fact that they've been there. They've lost. I'm a big fan of that. I like that they've mm-hmm. they've mm-hmm. seen it. They they've they've missed out on it. I really would. I mean, f- just for the pure storyline of what the what the World Series would be like, I think the best matchup for baseball and for baseball fans in general is Astros Dodgers. I I don't think yeah. it gets better than that. Yeah, be, I don't think it's get, you just gets stole my line. That. That would be unbelievable. You just stole but, my line. I wanted to say, doesn't the baseball world want the Astros and the Dodgers think, to face each other? I think everybody does. I think yeah. everybody does. And I don't feel great about Houston if that were to happen yeah. again, which is even better. <laughs> I feel like, though, um, it seems like through the season, Tampa Bay hasn't gotten the respect they deserve. And they've played well all year long. And it seems like everyone's yeah. been waiting for something bad to happen. They never do, man. You they just described San Francisco as well. Yeah. Like, well, true, yeah. true. You, you just described those two teams to a T. Yeah, they never do. It's Every, a good point. Everyone was talking about the Dodgers or the Padres yeah. in the NL West, yeah. and it's the Giants who finish first. Even the Mets. The Mets were getting more press than, yeah. than everybody else. And we also have an email question from Michael and Chatham. Who are your American League and National League MVPs? Uh, American League doesn't change for me. Shohei Otani. Um, I don't think it should be close. Um, I think he's far and away the the MVP. The National League, I've gone back and forth in. Uh, and it's really like there's four guys that you could pick. And I'm okay with any of them. Um, if you were to look at, at MVPs, you may even make a stretch for, for five and, and kind of uh, include Brandon Crawford from San Francisco in that list. I'm going to go Bryce Harper. Um, strictly for the numbers, um, you know. Obviously, the, the has led the league in uh, in slugging percentage, uh, thirty four homers, batted three thirteen. Uh, you know, I think did have his, had his best season as a pro. Um, I think he's he's my guy. Um, but there's guys on the list. I'm I'm okay with with a, quite a few of them. Yeah. So Bryce Harper, uh, I like him as my second guy. I think mm-hmm. it's Tatis. Even though the Padres were so disappointing, so disappointing with so much hype, but yeah, Harper was second in uh, on base percentage. Uh, he was third in batting average as well, uh, which I think you really have to account for. Um, you mentioned he was first in slugging percentage. Um, Trey Turner had a bit of a run late. Sure did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which, but I still think that Tatis, um, you know. Uh, 070 or 975 OPS, um, 25 stolen bases mm-hmm. as well to add mm-hmm. to his 42 home runs. I think it's Tatis. Uh, I agree with you. I know we talked about it last week. Otani's my guy. Vladdy had a great season, but I still haven't seen him pitch. Yeah. So, exactly. Exactly. So, in the National League, neither one of you picked Soto. No, and he's another name that's up there, yeah, right? Yeah, Soto's right up there. Um, you know, you could, uh, like you said, Trey Turner, Tatis, even, you know, Brandon Crawford for what it's worth and, and what San Francisco's doing. I think you have to make that argument based on the team uh, and their success where, you know, you can see what Juan Soto's done and, and uh, kind of discount the fact that his, his team wasn't very good um, in, in that stretch. So, yeah, there's there's a few guys in the National League for sure this year that could uh, that could really make a play for that. This is incredible. You know, guys, I gotta be honest, I have goofball. Unbelievable. 
And now it's time for our play of the week, picked by you, our listeners, and social media followers. And the winner this week comes from the world of college football. Knicks. Trying to make magic. Still on his feet and then chucks it to the end zone for a touchdown to Tyler Fromm. Auburn quarterback Bo Nix did make some magic running around for his life in the backfield, going right then left before throwing a touchdown pass. <laughs> crazy play. That was it crazy. was an unbelievable play. Yeah, yeah. It really was. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he hung in there too as long the sideline when he got I know. Where he had nowhere else to run. Yeah. And then the guy comes open at the last minute. Although I did like the soccer goal. Oh, there's I always know a I'm, soccer goal in there. I'm biased. <laughs> Make but that soccer smaller. goal was amazing. Make it was it was smaller. Uh, see, Rashad knows. I'm good. turning him. It was him. a good goal. <laughs> not, not only is he getting what? positive about the Blue Jays, he's becoming a soccer fan. What's going to happen first? John Rashad selects one of his teams to win a playoff series, or he's got a dedicated, loyal World Cup team. Where does the Rashad name I, come from? Because uh, what, what did you have? North Macedonia you. In, the, in the Euro? <laughs> What is Rashad? Do you have North Macedonian roots, John? Is it Irish? No, it's French. Ah, Rashate. Yes. Du Michel, Rashate. France has got a good soccer team. That's it. We just figured out the first for future considerations bus trip with our fans and our listeners to the World Cup? An MLS game. Oh, okay. We we don't have that budget to go to the World Cup. We can't take people to the World Cup. I think if we're going to jam the three of us and all of our listeners in, we could probably rent a Volkswagen Golf pretty cheap. So. <laughs> <laughs> It'll really cost too much. <laughs> if you uh <laughs> If you do want to take part in our poll, you will see that on our social media account. I think we'd still have room. <laughs> you could just sit on the cooler. Oh, here we go. Check out our uh, Twitter and Instagram accounts. We post the four nominees every week. We then have the poll. You can see all the videos. It's all right there. You can vote on Monday, and then we are going to uh, draw the winners or or calculate the winners through our old uh, database uh, computer system thingy, and we'll release those. It's an abacus. Oh, yeah. It's it's a big uh, one, two, three. Uh, every Monday podcast, FFC on Twitter and Instagram to see those. I love how Matt is so technical too. Our play of the week is brought to you by London Awnings, quality that shows. Are they still getting calls from people in Orangeville and all over the place? <laughs> I'm going to see my sister this weekend. I'm going to ask her too. If she's still getting calls from all over the place in Ontario. <laughs> Business has never been better outside of the community we serve. <laughs> Oh, man. That's and uh, speaking of football, we asked this question on our social media on Tuesday. Who is currently leading the MVP race in the NFL? Well, I wow. saw the odds the other day. Kyler Murray yeah. 
leading the odds. Yeah, yeah, after uh, a fair amount. I mean, <laughs> funny enough, they're two and two. Patrick Mahomes, I think, was second on that list for for MVP. Third, they're in last place uh, in their in their division. Josh Allen's been outstanding for Buffalo. I think he's been really good. They look really good. Three weeks or four weeks or whatever it is, they've only given up like forty four points. Their defense looks really good. They they look strong right now. And Arizona, yeah, they they've been uh, they've been lights out. I uh, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to win it this year. Okay. Their offense is great. Yep. Don't get me wrong. Their offense has been unbelievable. But I think there's sort of like a a bias among the voters of like, hold on, we can't pick the same guy again. We got to try somebody new. Yeah, they're, right? we're running out of guys here. Right. So we can't always just be the three guys. So I like that Vegas has Kyler Murray one. And uh, Josh Allen, two, and Justin mm-hmm. Herbert, three. I actually think it'll be one of those three. Okay. I, I, I don't know just yet. I want to see more yeah. before I decide who's leading the MVP race. Yeah. You can't argue against Kyler Murray, though. He's looked fabulous right for Right now, he's been very good, yeah. Who's the CFL MVP, John? I have to admit, I've uh, been watching the Jays down the stretch. I haven't actually been watching oh, a lot of CFL. Oh, man. Okay. I know, we're, I've abandoned, we're, I'm a terrible Canadian, a terrible Western Canadian. Like the Winnipeg Blue Bombers sitting 7-1 and one on the year, John doesn't even know it. Doesn't yeah. even know it. Oh, I knew that. They beat the BC Lions the other night. My wife and I watched that because she's from Winnipeg, and so she was laughing at me. Oh, so you heard that. Yeah, yeah. What about Zach Car- Kalaros, <laughs> Winnipeg quarterback? 12 what about touchdowns, 2,150-something yards, uh, passing. And that's in the CFL, so that's in one game. Yeah, that's not great. Mike, what about uh, Michael Riley? Ten touchdowns, one interception, over two thousand yards. I should have asked Matt, who was the that's, CFL MVP. That's pretty good. I would, I would take any of those cats. Who, who else? You we got are, here? you are great at googling in a real hurry. There, that's. Amazing. <laughs> No, this is this is legit. I'm just trying to think of the names and just uh, just off the top through. of his head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. speedballing here. Will, Will, William Stanback's been good for for Montreal. I thought I thought he's been pretty good so far. Um, you know, you can't uh, you can't deny the uh, the outstanding receiving. He's listed skills. off more players in the CFL than he did in the NFL. Kenny Lawler. I mean, uh, the Kenny Lawler and the the guy that I mentioned from the Blue Bombers is their quarterback a little bit ago. That dynamic duo. <laughs> Forgot his name already. Yeah, yeah. Clicked off of that page already. Oh, <laughs> uh, John. Uh, we'll 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 talk more about the CFL next week. How's that? <laughs> okay, so I have time to brush up and watch a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to lead the uh, the conversation on that one there, and, and neither of us are really going to know what we're talking about over here, so we're going to need you. <laughs> um, and now some hockey news about my team, the Vancouver Canucks. Zuccarello got tied up, and now Quinn Hughes is away back with Pedersen across. Pedersen scores! First Stanley Cup playoff goal for Elias Pedersen. They've signed both Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson to six-year and three-year contracts, respectively. Before offering my opinion, what do you guys think of the deals? I think they're great deals for the Canucks, if I think about it. Uh, Quinn Hughes at seven and a half mil a year uh, for the next six years. He is a dynamic player from the blue line, and we've seen how uh, NHL defensemen have evolved into becoming 
puck-moving, offensive-minded defenseman. Mm. And Quinn Hughes is that to a T. Now, Patterson, I had him in the pool last year, and he did squat for me because he was injured. First overall, first round pick, not overall pick, but first round pick for me. Um, so signing him to a three-year deal, basically the same amount, I think is okay because it's sort of like a prove-it deal mm-hmm. for the Vancouver Canucks. You don't sign them for six, seven, or eight years. You sign them to three years in sort of a prove-it deal. And I think they're both smart moves for the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, I really like the uh, the deal, like you said, for Pedersen. I, I think that's a, that's a shrewd move. For Vancouver, I think you have got to pay Quinn Hughes because I think really you know what you've got and you know how that's going to work with him. He's young, he's a defenseman. That's the way the game is going. Moves the puck, all of that stuff. Everything that that the new NHL defenseman does is exactly what Quinn Hughes does. And Elias Patterson, like you said, it's three years. It's going to be more of a bridge contract for him until he gets really paid out at, at that time. I'm surprised he agreed to it. To be honest with you, so I take that as a win for Vancouver as well yeah I'm happy with both signings I think Hughes I'd like to see him score more goals um I think he had around uh, 35 or 40 points last year only three goals so I'd like to see that uh edge up a little bit this year and then yeah Pedersen um injury plague so hopefully he can stay healthy this year but yeah good signings especially because uh, they had some questions uh, at center further down the lineup so they needed to get these guys locked up you can't find defensemen like Hughes no. anywhere, right? So getting him longer term is ideal. What are people saying in Vancouver about? They must love these deals, do they not? Yeah, yeah, they really do. They think that um, you have uh, Bo Horvat that everyone is uh, really happy about, and then these two guys, and they, um, they're starting to believe that this team is a team on the rise in the next few years. We're really going to have something in Vancouver. Are you about to say right now that the Vancouver Canucks are going to win the Stanley Cup in 2026? Uh, no, Pedersen's going to have an in- injury-plagued career, and uh, we're going to fall short. That's my. Well, there's the pessimism there that we know is. and there's love from guy. John. He's down no, from the high. Uh, no, I really do think I do think this team has the potential to be something. I really do, actually. I'm excited, but uh, I think this year there are going to be more growing pains. I think there will be some bright spots, and you'll go, uh, well, they made a little bit of progress, and then uh, I really think – I don't think Travis Green is the coach to get them to success i'm not impressed by him so i think once these players get a little bit older and uh, really get rolling they need a better coach i think your two biggest downfalls there are the head coach and the general manager are they not yeah yeah i'm not and a fan of either that's of them. trouble <laughs> the third <laughs> the third is the owner yeah <laughs> so you know like be careful don't don't talk about the owner too much he'll make you disappear yeah. Yeah, like you've got a, some good young players, Thatcher, Demko, and Goal, yep. um, Brock Besser too, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Demko's up. Demko's already had a good game so far in the preseason, so he's looking good. And Curtis Sanford's behind the wheel, so that's yeah, uh, that's, that's right. it. So Rashad, what's a what's a satisfactory year for you this year then, as a fan? Ooh, you got to get like in, this- right? Yeah, I'd like to see them make the playoffs. If they don't, if they don't win around, I'm still okay with them at least getting into the playoffs and getting a taste of it for some of the younger players. 
But yeah, if they don't make the playoffs, I think it's a disappointing year. And uh, I do think one of the good things, though, is um, at least they play the Winnipeg Jets a little bit less because the Jets were one team that just had their number last year. And the mm-hmm. reason I know this is because my wife was from Winnipeg, so we watched all those games, and I remember how bad those losses stung in my house uh, all season long last year. Well, so. that, the, that side of the conference isn't that difficult, no. right? Yeah, there's there's definitely some some separation in there, right? Like we're going back to the the previous divisions, so the Pacific is Vegas, Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary, Arizona, Anaheim, Los Angeles, San Jose. So you like can't you be Calgary, to, yeah. yeah. You can't be Arizona, yeah. You can't be L.A., yeah. Has Edmonton got? You can't be San Jose, really Anaheim, no. yeah. Like you really could finish second in that division. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's. Like you, we you really should teams. be able to make yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah, and I think if we don't, then there are some serious <laughs> questions to be asked and answered. Bye, bye, coach. Yeah. Bye, bye, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Except the owner; he's a very nice guy. <laughs> 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 and uh, we also discussed this next topic on last week's OT podcast with Jaden Lindo. So uh, go back and have a listen again. Like we said, uh, really, really good interview. Um, Andre Deniskin was the UHL player who uh, taunted Jalen Smerick, a black hockey player, by mimicking the peeling of a banana and eating it. And for that despicable act, he was suspended for three games and another 10 could be added on if he didn't pay a fine, which amounted to $2,300 Canadian. Uh, What is more disgusting, the suspension or the act itself? Uh, When you phrase the question like that, (laughs) it's still definitely the act. But the suspension is uh, is equally as appalling in the fact that this guy basically gets a, a weekend off, uh, has to give somebody twenty three hundred bucks, and uh, is right back on the ice. Like you know, there was some reports going around that the team was going to pay it, not oh. even not even him. Right? Like, are you kidding me? Like, you're right. The act is despicable, but the suspension is just as bad. Like. Have they not been living in 2021 in the Ukrainian Hockey League? Like, you cannot have a racial gesture in 2021 in your sport where you have players of all different colors, of all different backgrounds playing in your league. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what has happened. And for you to think... Three games and a $2,300 fine is okay. Just blows my mind. It's soft. It makes me angry. Yeah, I think there's something about Eastern Europe. <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think there's a lot of racial uh, sensitivity in Eastern Europe. <laughs> I don't know. That, then I hope, I mean, I don't know what the Ukrainian Hockey League polls as far as uh, players or, or skill levels or money or anything. Then that's where you got to hit them, right? If they're not going to take responsibility, I mean, find me somebody in North America right now that would be willing to go play in a, a league that is okay with with where they ended up sitting for for this suspension. Like, I mean, if you're basically just going to downgrade the league and make it a bunch of local guys that it's like one step above beer league, it's going to hurt the league more than than anything else. But I mean, I I can't imagine. It, it always we always have these conversations too. The the three of us, like, I couldn't imagine sitting in a room somewhere with however many people are make up the board of directors or the if it's just the commissioner that decides or how it is, and somebody throwing out what about three games and like twenty five hundred bucks 
yep, that sounds good to me. Like, who the hell is running this thing? Right, and there's a GM who said he got fired because he spoke out against the act? Yeah. Like, what is going on in this league? Like, I'm glad you raised that point, because if I'm a player... I don't go to the Ukrainian hockey league Couldn't now. imagine. Are you ready? And now it's time for Rapid Fire. And we have a question from Chris in Sudbury, who's a big OHL fan, and he sent us an email. He wants to know which storyline we're watching most for the new OHL season, which begins this week. Uh, there's a couple. Uh, I know Commissioner David Branch came out this week and said that teams will be able to cross the border because they will be deemed essential right so that clears up one hurdle but i still think the COVID storyline hangs in the balance mm-hmm. it will be which players will miss some time due to COVID, or which teams will be affected most about COVID. Mm-hmm. but the other there's a couple other storylines that i'm watching uh one is there's two crops of rookies right <clears throat> two years mm-hmm. of rookies so how will they perform in the Ontario Hockey League? And as I question that, that sort of leads me to believe the veterans in the OHL could have massive years because there may be a gap in that skill development because you have two sets of rookie classes in the OHL. Yeah, for me, my uh, anticipation of this league, especially with the, the fact that it, it begins, is, uh, is who are these people? Like, I mean, this, you know, for some of these teams, they've gone, or pretty much every team has gone through two overage classes and they've had to find guys to fill spots and they've signed. We know, we know locally, the 12th round picks that, uh, in the draft that make teams, seventh round picks, most of the time get to go to camp and get a shirt and, and come home. And, and it's not really anything that they're expecting where these kids are, are now staying 16 year olds, 17 year olds that are staying with the OHL club. So yeah, I think there's going to be a, huge growth uh, learning curve for for a lot of teams along the way so I'm interested to see how those teams play it but for me it's in the scheduling and and how the schedule works because we have to stay so close quarters and and keep the teams very similar I think it's going to be really exciting to watch some of these teams play each other eight nine ten times whatever it ends up being over the course of a season yeah, the the negative part about that is um, John Ewan Owen Sound and Matt and I in Windsor is we won't get to see Shane Wright live. Yeah. Like this is the uh, highly touted, um, likely to go first overall pick in the next NHL draft. Mm. And because Western Conference teams will not play the Eastern Conference teams, we won't get to see him live. Mm. And that's and that's a bit disappointing. Urban Meyer is facing criticism in Jacksonville after he was caught on video at a bar where a woman who was not his wife was dancing on his lap in Ohio. Uh, He didn't travel back to Jacksonville with the team after their loss on Thursday in Cincinnati. What's the over-under for years coaching in Jacksonville for him? I'm going to make the line at uh, 1.5. One and a half years. Does he make it one and a half years? That's cruel. That's cruel. (laughs) First of all, why wouldn't you go back with the team? I don't know. Because he's from Ohio, man. That's that's where they swing. <laughs> like, what kind of message Once a are buckeye, you... always a buckeye. What kind of message are you sending to your team? I'm not... Like, aren't you supposed to be in the trenches with your team as a coach? Right? Aren't you supposed to be, hey, we're one. One for all. We have the same mentality. Mm-hmm. We're going out 
the same level. Okay, you guys go. I'm going to hang back and go to the bar with my friends. Yeah. You guys fly back on your own. What kind of message does... You want to lose a team quickly? Don't hang with the team or don't travel with the team, right? Because why? You think you're better than them? Like, I think this is under. I don't think he's... Wow. I think it's under one and a a half years. He might not even finish the season. They haven't even won a regular season game yet. Yeah. And now you got girls dancing on your laps, grinding against you, and you don't do a thing? (laughs) He's in Ohio, man. That's that's where he lives. That's the sixth quarterback who's grinding on him. Okay, what's the over-under on years left in his marriage? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I like the I like to stay in Jacksonville a little longer. Uh I, I think look, I I mean one and a half, it's gonna be over. I don't think he's gonna get fired this year. He but is! I think this proves something that we all speculated at the beginning that Urban Meyer is a college coach. You can't you can take the boy out of college, but you can't take the college out of the boy. He needs to be the superstar. He needs to be the guy that walks in and everybody knows his name. He needs to be the guy that has the attention on him. You're 0 and 4. You're 0 and 4. If your players are out at a bar after you lost to Cincinnati when you were winning for a good majority of that game and you end up 0 and 4, if you're okay with your players partying after a game like that, then obviously you are not going to be a successful team. And if the head coach is doing this, he obviously doesn't care. He's the leader. He doesn't care. He's going to get fired this year. (laughs) He's not even going to make it a full season. Has he come back to Jacksonville? Do we know that yet? (laughs) Yes. Has he returned to Jacksonville? But he didn't apologize to the team as a group. No. He went into the each position coaches meetings. And apologized to each uh-huh. position. As one player said, he wasn't even man enough to stand in front of the whole team and apologize. He's delusional. He's a college football coach. He's going to get fired next week. <laughs> I'm going to take the over on next week. I'll take the over on next week. I don't know. I don't know. There's not. There really hasn't been any sign of Jacksonville being any good and anybody improving. That's a big problem. Does this t- the, the team going 0 4 and then their head coach going out partying and, and all that? Like, I, I think of the Moneyball scene when, when he walks <laughs> into the, the clubhouse and, the, and Jeremy Giambi, or the actor playing Jeremy Giambi, is dancing on the table. This is, is losing fun. And what does, what does winning sound or what does losing sound like? And he kind of points to the sky and nobody's saying anything. There's just dead silence. And he just points and leaves. Like that's what an O and four NFL head coach should be thinking. It's a great not scene. about not about Susie or uh, whoever <laughs> or she whatever is. Oh, I'm a Buckeye. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that's not uh, that's not how an NFL head coach behaves. The lineup has been announced for this year's Super Bowl, and it'll feature Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige, and Eminem. Are you guys looking forward to it? I know Kiefer is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I am actually. I am looking forward to it. <laughs> he messaged me and said, if the guys don't like that halftime show, I'm never listening to you guys um, again. Yeah, well, there goes the one guy that's going to be in the Volkswagen Golf with us. 
<laughs> oh, he we still might, may make the trip. Might be able to bring he Bruno won't talk now. to us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm pumped about it. I, I, I think it's going to be a great show. I think it's a great lineup. I'm very interested to see. How, uh, they may have to record this three days ahead of time so they can get it in the editing booth <laughs> beforehand. I'm very very interested to see how that goes. And I think it's very funny how how the NFL is very very quickly just dropped out this whole idea of uh, of being family oriented and uh, all these cutesy little Katy Perry halftime shows are like you know what we're gonna get every single rapper uh, of the last 20 30 years uh that uh, that can then can be here and is gonna be part of it i'm i'm excited about it i think I, it's gonna be great i think it is going to be great because yeah. the performers are unbelievable i'm a huge mary j blige fan i yeah. love eminem uh, dr dre everything he touches turns to gold yeah. and i i am following the godfather dog father wherever he the goes snoop dog where um, is the Super Bowl this year? That was one thing that I meant to look up before we we started. That's a good question, actually. I, I don't like. <laughs> I was thinking. I don't know if there was wow. like a local tie to to one of the uh, the artists. Well, of, it's uh, they hired Jay Z and Rock Nation to okay to come up with um with all the halftime performances. Uh, okay. So, so yeah, he wasn't bringing out Adele, even though she has a new single that's coming out October fifteenth. <laughs> oh, is that going to make about that? Is that going to make pump it or dump it? It's at SoFi. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's in Cali. The Super Bowl's in Cali at SoFi. So <laughs> it ain't this it ain't the forest fires creating the smoke, kids. <laughs> That's smoke coming. <laughs> That's smoke coming from SoFi. <laughs> They're gonna have to open the roof on that one. It's very natural. <laughs> but, and Matthew Stafford is Heading the defensive lineman. Ooh, it's so fuzzy. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the show. Yeah, I think it'll be great. John? Well, it was kind of funny because I looked at that lineup and I thought, boy, if that was a festival, people would pay a lot of money to go see that. They're going to jam that into an 18-minute halftime show. Really? It's it's true. Like, that's going to be, you know, and if that's what it ends up being, I mean, that's what? One, two, three, four, five. So, uh, Rashad, you're the, the mathematician here. 18 minutes by five. Each guy's going to have, like, 20 minutes, right? Like, that'll be pretty good. <laughs> you know how people only watch the Super Bowl for the halftime show? Yeah. There will be literally millions of people who just watch this game for the halftime show. I don't, I don't know what the what is the record for the Super Bowl halftime show ratings. I think this might break it. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. But you know what's funny, though? There's going to be a certain core of... Uh, Older white men who are going to be just up in arms about this because they're not getting their Rolling Stones or Aerosmith or uh, some classic rock band that they're comfortable with. Then they can watch reruns of the 1983 Super Bowl then. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They can watch the Raiders defeat the Eagles in the 1980 Super Bowl. Johnny Cash ever do the uh, halftime show? You know, if this was the old Comiskey Park, you guys would get your ass kicked. <laughs> I still remember that trip. That was that was still a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, we've lost John. We've lost oh, John, man. everybody. That was so good. That's such a classic one. <laughs> and well, now that we're on to music, it's time for Pump It or Dump It. This request is from Lindsay in Muskoka. And this song is called Memory by Kane Brown with Black Bear. Like this, I don't know how to slow down, wanna get high, I don't know how to get 
Bump it or dump it? Rashad, what do you think? Uh, I say <laughs> dump it. <laughs> Whenever he starts something with the... Uh, yeah, you already know what he's doing. Rashad's got a great pause. Eh? When, when mm-hmm. you ask him a question, there's a great pause. John, John do you think the, the Blue Jays are going to go to the playoffs this year? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> or, but if you ask him about uh, the turkey that Jill's about to cook this weekend, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. No pause whatsoever. She, she cooks it upside down. <laughs> he's got a, He's got the worst he's, poker face he's ever. He's chomping at the bit. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, you should come down and play poker. <laughs> Bring lots of money. Was it Kim Kardashian? I know I'm going to take this off the rails, but was it Kim Kardashian who played poker with mirrored sunglasses on? Did you guys ever hear <laughs> oh about that? Oh my god! I didn't know about this, but oh I wouldn't put it past her. Let's see how quick Matt's fingers can type. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that was the thing. Yep, yeah, it was Kim Kardashian, 2019, played poker with mirrored sunglasses. <laughs> Oh man! Why can't it be at that table? Jeez! Hey, I like that song. Uh, I'm gonna say you really. I'm gonna say okay. I'm I'm not I'm not there. I'm not there. No, I I need a I need a hook and a maybe a little less. But it's not the chorus is good. I like the chorus. It's not overly fast or anything. I think it's just a good vibe out tune. Do you know what I mean? Well, just a hang. Do you know what it is? It's because every song sounds good in the pool now, right? Oh, oh yeah. We're sitting in the pool. We got a little black bear on. Woo. We got our mirrored sunglasses. <laughs> shots floating around on a flamingo. Yeah. Making a memory every day. This could all be yours. <laughs> uh, and that does it for Rapid Fire. Another good debate, guys. <laughs> Great debate, boys, but we have another show coming up this week. The OT will uh, mark the beginning of the Ontario Hockey League season as we will get one of the top-ranked rookies in the Ontario Hockey League joining us on the OT. Ethan Miedema of the Windsor Spitfires will join us for that show. The kid with the goal. Right. With the great goal that With won the, the play goal. of the week yeah, yeah, two yeah. or three weeks ago. Yeah, now. I remember that. His yeah. family was outstanding and, and pulling for that one online. Yeah. <laughs> Almost broke the internet. <laughs> well, he owed us an interview after that. Ah, so he, he's going to join us and we're going to talk about um, the Ontario Hockey League season and how excited he is to be playing hockey again after yeah. a, a pandemic basically wiped out the last OHL season. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah, that'll be another in a long list of excellent shows. If you haven't listened to our previous podcasts, go back and listen to our debate programs and hold our feet to the fire on our hot takes. And definitely keep those emails coming. Send us your questions and comments at fourfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. Yeah, we want to thank our sponsors, too, on the program, London Awnings, Quality That Shows. And Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training and nutrition and and is he is he skinny dipping right now? <laughs> he's, it appears as though he's not alone. He's the guy. Oh, I thought that was a skunk, but he does need a tan, so that makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> so make sure you remember to join us this Friday, and thank you again for listening to For Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the 
most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.